Welcome to the Time For You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 33. My name is Erin, and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy, and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to a new week. And for those of you in the US, happy Thanksgiving this week. I hope you get to spend some time with family, friends, loved ones, and just enjoy all of the things around you that you are thankful for. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays for a lot of reasons, but more than anything, it gives me a time to slow down, to reflect, and to really pay attention and give gratitude for the things that I have been so blessed with in my life. And one of those things just happens to be all of you. Doing this podcast for the last 33 episodes has been one of the best things that I have done this year. It has been so exciting and so encouraging for me to imagine you on the other end listening to what I have to say and allowing your life to be better because of the tools that I am giving you. It just makes me so grateful for you because you have given me reasons to put out content and to show up every single week. I am so grateful for your encouragement, your support, your love, and everything else. I've been telling you for a few weeks on the podcast now that a lot of changes are coming in my business, and it is true. Just this last week on social media, I started to really talk about and advertise some of the things that are happening, one of which is I am releasing a digital course, and I'm so excited. It's all going to be online, and it's all going to be work on it at your own pace. None of it's live. And for a lot of people, I know that is the preferred way of learning because they just want to work at their own pace and take their time to really engage with the content and digest and apply some of the things that they're learning. I hope that every single one of you will consider looking at this course because it is all about relationships and how you can have a stronger relationship with your significant other. The course is titled, How to Stay Happily Married to an Introvert. There are so many reasons why I chose to do this course, why I titled it how I did, and I am so excited to share with you, not all, not even close to all, but just many, many things that I have learned in my marriage in the last almost seven years, being married to an introvert, the steep learning curve that it was for me when we were first married and all of the things I've learned about myself and about Sterling in our marriage and how we have learned to really communicate, set boundaries, and love each other unconditionally regardless of our differences. If you're instantly intrigued, you can go to my homepage on my website and read more about the course My website is erinwoodruffcoaching.com. 
and it has a ton of course details there for you. You can learn about it. I am also going to share a little bit about the course on this podcast today because I had more insight to why I even created the course in the first place without knowing it. And I also had a really big aha moment of how I've changed so much in the last year, year and a half leading up to this course launch. While I was growing up, I was extremely extroverted. I was involved with a lot of things. And although I had my moments of insecurity and doubt, there was never a moment that I felt like I needed somebody else's validation or approval to be myself or to do the things that I wanted to. As soon as I got married to Sterling, even though our dating and the beginning of our marriage was really quite smooth, for the first time I became really needy and really insecure in my relationship and with myself. This was something new to me. It was really foreign. And because it happened about when I got married, I didn't really understand what was happening or how to fix it or how to address it. So I really just assigned it to the fact that now that I'm married, it's just going to be different. And I'm going to need extra love and extra care and extra attention from someone else. The reason why I'm bringing this up right now in this podcast is because I would say to Sterling very often in the first four or five years of our marriage that I've never been so needy in my life. I've never been as needy as I have been in my marriage to you And to me, it seemed very endearing, like a compliment, like I just love him. I just need him. I just want to be with him. And so many things seemed like it was a positive thing. But the thing is, I was always recognizing that I was feeling really deflated, really insecure, really frustrated, really anxious and a lot of other quote-unquote negative emotions that I wasn't really enjoying feeling. And it was not true to who I was as a person. Fast forward to last week, Sterling and I were having a conversation and he said to me, well, even you yourself say that you've never been as needy as you are in our relationship. And I stopped and I looked at him and I said, oh my goodness, Sterling, you're right. Like I have said that for years, but then I realized I have not said it at all in the last year, year and a half. And I pointed that out to him and he agreed that I haven't said that for a long time. And none of these comments, I don't think were ever consciously made by me. And I don't think I ever consciously thought I need to stop saying that. I need to stop saying I've never been as needy as I have been in my relationship with you. And here's what it all comes down to. And this is why I'm talking about it right now. Because 
I really started taking care of myself and my needs about two years ago. I stopped waiting for Sterling to make me happy to do what I wanted to do, even though I wasn't communicating with him very well what the things that I wanted and needed were. I was just expecting him to know. I was waiting for him to read my mind. And about two years ago, I decided that I was just going to start taking care of myself. I am the best one to take care of myself. I always have been and I always will be. I am the person who knows what I need. I'm the person who knows how to get what I need, how to communicate it with others, and just how to really curate my life so that I can show up as the person that I really want to be. And without a doubt, the last year, year and a half have been my happiest years in my marriage. I can't speak for Sterling, but I truly believe that we have been happier in the last year, year and a half, because we are both taking care of our needs, our wants, our desires, and communicating when necessary and helping each other as much as we can, but we're not expecting the other person to take care of us completely or to make us happy. There are a few very definitive moments that I remember and can consciously put my finger on of when I decided that I was going to do things for myself that I wish Sterling would do. And I was just going to do it for myself because I loved myself. And it instantly increased and improved my relationship with myself. And it took the pressure and stress off my relationship with Sterling. My need was being met and I was taking care of my need. And Sterling was just taking care of himself. He was never intentionally thinking, I don't care about Erin, so I'm not going to fulfill any of the requests that she makes of me. It wasn't like that at all. I truly believe that our relationships in marriage would thrive more if we could understand what we need and how to meet our own needs. And when necessary, make requests of our significant other. There's nothing wrong with asking for help, for giving suggestions and asking for advice. But at the very basic level, are you taking care of yourself? Do you know what you need? When it comes specifically to Sterling and I and our relationship and with me being an extrovert and Sterling being an introvert, we have realized that we have very different social needs. I need friends and I want friends and couple friends are fine, but I really want my own friends. I always have and I think I always will. I'm always craving connection with other people that are around me that have similar interests and hobbies and people that are going to increase my knowledge of things in general. I like to go out to dinner. I like to have girls nights. I like to host parties. I like to meet new people. 
There are so many things that I really enjoy doing. But for Sterling, it looks a lot different. He likes to spend time alone. He likes to spend time in silence. He likes to spend time just watching a movie and relaxing. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Coming to a place of where we can communicate our needs and knowing why we need certain things has given us all of the advantage in our relationship with ourselves and our relationship together as a couple. We have learned how to navigate hard conversations through practice and through learning from each other and from being vulnerable and honest. There are so many things that I have learned about communication, love, boundaries, psychological safety, my own personal preferences and desires and wants and dreams and goals. And when I am taking care of those needs, when I come together with Sterling, it's a much greater celebration of each other and our life together than it is a burden for us to be waiting for us to make the other person happy. We come together and we have fun. We come together and we celebrate each other and the things we're accomplishing. I have found so much love and personal fulfillment through running my own business and owning my own business and really engaging with my clients and colleagues and podcasting and writing and creating this course and so many of the other things that I've done. For Sterling, he finds a lot of fulfillment from his work. He loves what he does and he loves continuing to learn in his field as well. We share what we learn with each other. When we come together, we talk about our common interests and the things that we each have experience in. We learn from each other. We have a kid that we share, that we celebrate, that we love so dearly. We have a life that we're creating together with common goals while maintaining our individual differences. But all of this being said, the number one reason why I created a course called How to Stay Happily Married to an Introvert is because for me, it's truly all of the things I wish I would have known seven years ago. In a way, it is my gift to my past self that didn't have as much knowledge and experience as I do right now. It is my gift to anybody who is in my situation, whether it's you've been married for a year or you've been married for 20 years. I know the tools that I teach will be extremely applicable to all relationships. Personally, I never thought that I was going to become bored and insecure and feel really lonely in my marriage, especially as an extrovert. And so if you're feeling that way, I understand I've been there and I've created an entire course to help you move through some of that and how to rediscover who you are and 
still stay in a marriage where you feel fulfilled and loved and so excited to be there every single day. I truly believe that life and marriage is messy. And it is so beautiful that way. I think as we live through the messy parts of relationships is when we create the most beautiful outcomes in our lives. I am so grateful for all of the experiences that I've had in my life so that I can share with each of you and hopefully help you to make an impact in your own life so you can create the life that you are really happy and satisfied with also. I'm going to continue to talk about this course because it has been the product of this whole year for me as I have really found myself again, found a lot of my passions that I had lost. And as I share it with you, I hope you can truly apply it to your life and that you can change the things in your life that you really want to be different. One of the reasons I do what I do is because I don't want anyone to feel like they are alone, like they don't have a voice, like that they don't have a community. For me, I felt like my problem and my loneliness was so insignificant compared to all of the other trauma and heartache and problems of the world that I felt like I couldn't complain, that I couldn't ask for help, and that I couldn't admit that maybe I was struggling. From the outside, it didn't look like I was struggling at all. And a lot of the things that I talk about in my course and the things I will continue to talk about on my podcast, I have actually never said to Sterling until I put it into my course and I told him, I just want to let you know that this isn't a problem for me anymore, but These are some of the things I really struggled with when we were first married. He had no idea. I never vocalized it to him because I thought it was my responsibility. I thought it was my problem and I felt like everything was my fault. If you are feeling this way or you know someone who is feeling this way, please, please go to my website, erinwoodruffcoaching.com. I have a lot of resources there and my course is probably the most robust and the most helpful, but there are so many things that you can do today to increase the relationship with yourself and for you to learn how to stay happily married to an introvert and find yourself again. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I am extra grateful for each one of you this season. And I'll talk to you next Monday. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum. Go to erinwoodruffcoaching.com and take the quiz today.